0: The homily revolves about the question, whom do you have in prison? Or whom are you about to commit to prison? You say, I'm not going to put anybody in prison. I don't even have a prison. I don't have any power to do that. Oh, yes, you do. Every one of us has the power to put some people in prison. If you listen to the gospel, here's the story. Here's what he said. Now, I know you heard the gospel. I know you listened to it. But there's, the, there's a, a man, he's got a lot of money and he's got some people working for him. And one particular person he has working for him owes him a ton of money. I mean, he owes it. And he's a, it, the time has come when he's got to pay what he owes. And he doesn't have it. And so he begs for mercy. And in that culture, if mercy is not granted to him what is going to happen he's going to be put in a debtor's prison there's a whole lot of people in Australia who got there because of debtors prisons there's a lot of people who came to America to avoid being in a British debtor prison it's not that ancient practice now what happens the man begs for mercy And the wealthy man, the man who has the power to forgive the debt because it's owed to him, grants him mercy and forgives him that debt. Okay. Now, that man, I love this story. This is a great one. That man, the man who was forgiven, goes out and he grabs a fellow servant. He grabs him by the throat. Can you picture that in your mind? It's a good idea. Put it in your mind. You see him grabbing a fellow servant by the throat and he says, pay me what you owe. And the guy only owes him a denarii. Do you know what a denarii is worth? One day's average labor for a working person. That's all he owes. And the guy says, I, I'm sorry, I can't pay it, forgive me. No! And he delivers this man over with his family. The whole family goes to a debtor's prison until all can be paid. Well, the fellow servants don't like this. They don't think it's fair. Why don't they think it's fair, boys and girls? Because it wasn't. They don't think it's fair, so they go to the boss, as it were. And they say, do you know what happened? You forgave him this, and he owed you a ton. And then he demands of a fellow servant a day's wages, and he has him put in prison because he can't pay. So the rich guy calls the one he forgave back in, and he says, you wicked servant. I forgave you a great debt. You wouldn't forgive this man his little debt. Therefore, you owe me again, and I'm going to put you in prison until you pay me everything you owe. Now, Jesus makes a statement that just scares the liver out of me. You need to hear this. Jesus applies his own parable very clearly, and he says, so shall my heavenly Father Due to every one of you who does not forgive his brother from his heart. Whoa! As I have said many times, the most dangerous prayer that you ever pray is the Lord's prayer. When you pray, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. What you are asking in many cases, this is what you're praying, oh dear God, oh how I admire you and how I love you, oh dear God, please send me to hell, that's what you're praying, if indeed you're asking to be forgiven when you won't forgive your brother who has sinned against you. Now, obviously the whole point of my homily today is folks, we really need to forgive, If you have been a priest as long as I have, or been in this, I hate to call it a business, but if you've been in this business as long as I have, one of the most difficult things the people of God struggle with is forgiving their brothers and sisters in the church and forgiving them from their whole heart. How many times have I seen churches split in my lifetime? Church wars are notorious. I don't know how many, one Baptist church can end up being 25 Baptist churches by the time 100 years go by, because they split and they split and they split and they split. Why do they split? They split because someone won't forgive his brother or his sister from the heart. And as I said in my introduction, what we actually do at times is you actually, you have the power to put someone in the debtor's prison. You know, in Matthew, when the Lord's prayer is given, it is this way, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And in Luke, it is as we pray it, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass Against us. Now, there is no contradiction whatsoever in that. A trespass that is, you walked over somebody's boundary. Isn't that what a trespass is? I mean, the sign, no trespassing. Well, you did. You walked over somebody's property line. You walked over somebody's personal boundary. You trespassed. Therefore, you have incurred a debt. Now, what kind of a debt? Well, there's probably a jillion, or maybe plus or minus, but I'm just going to talk about three kinds of debt that we have, you know, that people incur with regard to one another. First of all, let's just talk for a moment about a false accusation. Somebody lies about you and accuses you of doing something, and you did not do that. And they accused you, let's say falsely, in order to gain precedence or position over you. I mean, they did it on purpose, and they did it to make you look bad. Is that a sin? Do you know what the answer to that is? Well, of course it's a sin. Did they trespass? Yes. Is there a debt that's owed? Yes. To whom? To you. That's the one to whom it is owed. There is a trespass. There is a debt. It's wrong. It's a sin. It's a trespass. It's a debt or let's say somebody defrauds you I mean even in the church oh boy do you know how strongly we try to keep business dealings from going on between people in the church Oh my goodness I how many times since I was a little boy have I seen people in church doing business together and somehow one defrauds the other and it does not happen occasionally it happens often do you know why it happens often Because people defraud people often, that's why it happens. And somebody defrauds you, you're in a business together and you've made an arrangement of such and such percentage, but someone defrauds you, a brother, a brother in Christ. You say, Father John, that can't happen, a brother in Christ would never defraud you. Oh yes, they very well may. That can happen and it does happen often. Is that a debt? Has there, is it a trespass? Has a boundary been crossed over? Is it a sin? Yes. Or, let's just say somebody promises to do something for you. You make a promise, I will do this for you. And you count on the fact that I'm going to do it, and then I don't fulfill it. Have I transgressed? Have I crossed a personal boundary? You say, well, how did I do that? Because I didn't fulfill what I promised, and then you may have borne consequences to it. And so, debt is incurred. It is very simple a sin, a trespass, a debt. They all go together. Now, what do you do about it? What do you do when someone sins against you? Particularly, what about the person next to you? Now, this is always easy. See, I get to say, what about the person next to you if it's your husband or your wife even? Since I never get to sit by my wife in church, I never have to answer the question. But (laughs) Does your husband ever transgress against you? Wives? Does he ever cross personal boundaries with you? I don't, but you do. We, spouses, do you cross boundaries with one another? Do you incur a debt between one another? Of course you do. If you've been married for an hour, you have. Maybe 30 minutes. You, we incur a debt towards one another. We, and and I'm talking particularly today about people in the church. We incur indebtedness, we transgress, we defraud, we fail to do what we promise to do. We accuse, we lie, we do these things about one another. What are we supposed to do about it? Well, I want to tell you what we're supposed to do about it. There's one thing we're supposed to do and there's a thing we're not supposed to do. What we are supposed to do is to forgive. You say, but Father, what if he doesn't ask me to forgive him? You know, I could solve 90% of all marital problems. Really? I could solve 90%? If you would just do what I advise you to do. Do you know what I will always advise you to do when there's a marital squabble? What I always advise is forgive him forgive her but so often we don't want to forgive but what we're supposed to let's just say the person doesn't even ask for forgiveness I want to tell you when Jesus was on the cross and they were crucifying him and there he is he's hanging there And the dirty rats that crucified him are right down there. The scribes, the Pharisees, the soldiers, all those people down there. What is his attitude toward them? (laughs) Well, you don't know what's coming. You may be crucifying me right now, but the day's coming when thunderbolts, as it were, are going to come down and they're going to get you and you're going to fry in hell. Is that what he does? No. Father. Father. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. Even when someone doesn't ask to be forgiven, forgive them. Let it go. Now, the passage that was read in today's gospel shows up in other gospels, but there's a word that is in this text that is not in the others. Not only does Jesus, not only does the guy with the money forgive the big debt, it says... He released him and he forgave him. Released and forgave. The others just say forgave. This one says released and forgave. Released from what? Released from the genuine debt. Released from it. Let it go. Willing to not collect what is due. Released. That's what the Lord, in this parable, is urging you to do. Release people from their debt to you. Now, you know, sometimes people come and and they will ask about forgiveness. and, And I don't know, probably, oh, how many thousand times have I heard this? Thousands. Here's the way it goes. It goes, Father, I try so hard to forgive. But I just don't seem to forgive. I just keep coming back to it and back to it and back to it. Now, listen to this. Now, the rich guy to whom this other guy is indebted, he forgives him this big debt he owes. Now, if he's released from it, he's released. Now, what if the rich man says, why did I do that? Oh, I wish I hadn't done it. Is he still released? Yeah. You see, we can, don't worry so much. Don't worry if you keep, chewing over like a cow on a cud don't keep chewing over the fact well maybe I shouldn't have forgiven him and maybe I should maybe I shouldn't or why am I thinking ill about him if you released him who cares you don't care it's done you release people okay so Jesus says he released him and he forgave him now the word forgive I told you this many times I'll probably tell you many times again The word forgive is such a simple word. I'm going to show you that simple word. This is all it means. Let it go. Let it go. You just let it go. I mean, is that a profound word? Is that hard to understand? It is a word that is used scores and scores of times in the New Testament. Not always translated forgive. Often translated just let go. You let it go. So, two things. Release and let go. There's a difference between release and let go. Okay. You set them free. You release them. And then you let it go. Sometimes it comes back. Just make sure you keep the release. But here's what you don't do. God has forgiven you mammoth debt. Are you indebted to God? Well folks, every single one of us, if they were to haul out the books with every sin, which every one of us have have committed, and if it were all put on paper, it would take a convoy of trucks to bring the books in, would it not? Because we sin so commonly, so often, so readily, so easily, we sin against God, but we ask him to forgive us. What does he do? He forgives. Not only does he forgive, but he releases and lets go. Okay, but what we don't do is what the man in Jesus' parable did. Here's someone who owes him a little debt. Here you are, the great owner, the great rich man, the almighty, eternal, and everlasting God. What does he forgive you? A mammoth debt. And what do we do? we grab a fellow brother or sister by the throat you said this about me you defrauded me in this matter you stole this dime from me you did this you accused me of this you promised me you would do this and you didn't do that and you put them in prison you put them in prison you know who really suffers while they're in prison well the person does suffer but you know who else suffers you do because you've got somebody are you proud to have people in your prison people in your personal prison I'd cry about it too you don't want people in your personal prison release them let it go let it go don't deliver people to your prison above all why well it's very clear in this in the story And it is a story. It's a parable. So shall your father do to you if you do not forgive your brother or your sister from the heart. My exhortation and my encouragement to you, oh, it would make your life so easy. I mean, it removes so much of our problems. Just forgive. Just forgive. All day long, people are sinning against you. When someone cuts in front of you on the freeway, Is that a sin? Yeah. Did they transgress? Yes. Did they cross your personal boundary? Yes, my boundaries are a little wider than most of yours on the freeway. I own all three lanes, you know. But yes, people transgress. And you know, many of you get distressed, as I do, you know, uh, when when somebody cuts in front of me on the freeway. What I tend to say is, oh, my dear friend, I am so sorry that I had my lane in, in your way. Uh, I'm just so happy to have you cut in front of me and almost kill me. But that's just, no, I don't don't do that. But all day long, people are sinning against us. Spouses sin against spouses. Children sin against parents. Parents sin against children. uh, Relatives sin against relatives. Brothers and sisters in the church sin against each other. How do we survive in all this? Well, you can either stew over it. You can either get upset over it or you just release it and let it go. So, my exhortation, folks, forgive one another, forgive people from your heart. Release them, let them go, and what will result? Your Father in heaven will forgive you. Can you imagine a better solution?